Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Starfield podcast. This is episode four. I am your co-host, Jim, and my other co-host, say hi, Ben. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. This is episode four. As I said, today we are back on the Bad Batch train with a stupendous episode this week, but we will be getting more into that in a little while and the marvel topic for this week is we will be giving a preview and just sort of our general pre-release thoughts of the upcoming mcu project that is black widow um so i'm i'm really excited for this episode because it's sort of it's more speculation based than uh, yeah for the both past sides few as well episodes. yeah we're sort of we're, we're looking forward quite a lot more than we are looking back at things we've seen mm-hmm. um which should be a lot and should just be lots of fun um so ben if you want to say anything before we go into the bad batch i'm ready to get in i've got my thoughts Uh, is there anything you want to say to start right okay i'm ready straight into it bad batch this was episode eight called reunion and jesus was it a doozy with several reunions it was it was last week we said it was probably the best episode bar the maybe the opening for episode seven but i I think this week was better yeah it was better than uh the pilot and the pilot episode was fantastic because that had 73 minutes and this topped it in 26 it was stellar stayed on bracker um yeah which i didn't expect them to do i i didn't expect whatsoever and did recreate my theory that we were going to see carl kestis um yeah it brought it which back unfortunately we didn't yeah, yeah when that one scrapper got away i thought that was going to be cal well i thought um, that when i thought that um when they go back to the ship and they see, I, they saw some dead clones. I thought that maybe it could have been Cal. Yeah, because he still has his lightsaber, doesn't he? That's what he yeah. did actually manage to keep it. And there's um, his whole like vendetta against clones. Yeah, he's, he's like he's very much like Kanan, and they we never see him forgive yeah. clones. Jarrah Tapal was killed by clones, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, and Cal gets that scar from one. Yeah, and he has. Um, but unfortunately, we don't see Cal Kestis in the episode. But it's not a problem because he was he's. It wouldn't be nothing more than a cameo, and we do get a cameo in this episode, which really actually does help the story. But I'm going to move on to that in a little bit when we get towards the end of the episode. Um, yeah. So Crosshair gets the um, beacon brought in. The, the scrappers have spotted the Bad Batch. They've sent a transmission to the Empire, and him and his new squad, which I, th- I remember them giving them a name. It was like ESP I think or something. It's a, I think it's Elite Squadron. I think that's what they're called. That, yeah, something like that. Because it, it, like I, I watch with subtitles and yeah. like their character name is like ES237 or something. Yeah, so yeah, to be fair, they are an Elite Squadron because they're like, mm-hmm. they only bring in the top guys and Crosshair is, uh, was part of um, Clone Force 99. So yep. they obviously head to Bracca with that new information. Um, while the Bad Batch, before, obviously before they know they arrived, they are scavenging on Bracca, basically becoming scrappers, and they're um, collecting weapons and explosives and any ship parts that they can use to sell to pay back their debt to Sid, so that mm. they can piss off and get away, because people are finding them there, um, and they've been found again, um, and obviously they don't want that, and it's really cool, because you also get the opening with Wrecker teaching um, Omega, Omega about, about explosives. A thermal detonator, which is it's just a really fun scene that, and you knew yeah. you knew it wasn't going to explode, but it is face the whole time was just great. I love Wrecker. Wrecker's yeah. what like Jar Jar Binks should have been. Yeah, you said that the other week, didn't you? Yeah, I remember someone saying I don't understand how people can hate Jar Jar but like Wrecker, and it's just because Wrecker's done better and isn't racially insensitive. 
How is Jar Jar racially insensitive? Because he's, he's meant to be like a Jamaican caricature, isn't he? Oh, yeah, that yeah, makes sense, actually. Yeah, it's a little bit... Mm. It's a little bit shaky, but Wrecker's great, and loads more character work. I still yes. feel like Echo and um, Tech don't get as much... To do, they're not as fun as obviously Hunter's the main clone, he's the one we care about the most because yeah. through his relationship with Omega and Wrecker's like the funny uncle yeah Wrecker's the comic uh, relief yeah whereas sort of Tech and Echo feel like the cousins that come along yeah they're like they're, they're helpers aren't they like in terms of yeah, the story they, they're helpers they have their own than... relationship between themselves as well yeah um, also and they, like they... Echo being a reg kind of like he's the, like the one that they wouldn't really have to delve into his story that much because he's a reg and like we followed him since the early days of the Clone Wars series. Yeah, we're like we know why he's called Echo and stuff. Yeah. We've seen yeah. that start, um, which is probably why he's, he's sort of he's one of my favourites anyway, just because I've seen him in other things. Yeah, um, but I do think he's a, he's a little bit underused so far in this series. And I really hope this, that changes, um, but. Um, yeah, while they're exploring the ship, uh, Tech is fixing it, trying to get the engines up and running. And to be honest, I can't quite remember why. Now I've been a couple of days since I've seen her. Oh yeah. But but Omega goes up and she helps him. And you well, can I know I don't. No, they're not originally trying to get the engines going. I think they're just trying to get the control panel on to turn the power onto the whole ship so they can have the lights on in the armor. That, so they can yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah, because they want to get the cage open, don't they? Too. Because uh, they've got. Uh, as if photon torpedoes behind like a locked door, aren't they? That's pa- it needs yes. power. Yeah, that's it. Um, and from being up on the bridge, which is where Tech spots the Imperial dropships coming in, and the tension for the rest of the episode once they arrive is fantastic. Yeah, because absolutely. you've got the clone, you've got the Bad Batch themselves, who are like they are the best clone force about. They're really good at stealth and hiding away and luring the enemy round to create space. And the clone, the stormtroopers and the clone troopers there themselves are sort of the best that are left and they're led by Crosshair, who knows how the Bad Batch works. So there's, mm-hmm. it's like a weird cat and mouse game where they eventually run into each other in the one of the engine rooms. And the face-off with Crosshair and Hunter is just it's so tense. It's great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it because it, it it is like it's almost particularly with Crosshair it's like a mutual recognition because he knows how they work and like them getting in each other's heads thinking that they're going to outrun the other one and then Crosshair knowing how the Bad Batch would think to move to a different location by tapping the comms it all just works and yeah it's like it's, it's almost like mutually they... assured destruction at certain points yeah I get what you mean yeah, but then obviously once they meet each other, it's five, cl- well, four clones and a child um, mm-hmm. against a whole squadron of troopers. Yeah, and like it's, three mm, squadrons. Yeah, and then, but um, Echo and Tech work out what they've got to do to blow the back. They set the engines off that blasts all the troopers away, and the Bad Batch managed to get yeah. a bit of a break and put some distance between themselves and yeah. the Empire. Omega killed a clone. Yes, she did. She's now she. <laughs> she's not she's a cold-blooded be, murderer. She'll be blood drunk. She'll be in the hunter's nightmare by the end of the week. Uh, she, I, I, I'm glad she did because it shows her a bit more agency. And you know what, stormtroopers and clone troopers are like. They, when they're the bad guys, they're faceless. They're like Nazis or yeah, zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. 
yeah uh, as completely. horrible as that sounds it, it is just it's a tv show so it's an animation as well yeah not i don't think this is a kid's animation though it like this and clone wars definitely feel like we'll make it suitable for kids but it's not for kids yeah it's like if if you're not a child and you're watching this you you can pick up on the more like the the more emotional side of the storytelling and the the more adult themes yeah and some of the brutality i think gets probably gets lost on kids a little bit because as an adult like you look at it and go oh my god whereas a kid you just go yeah lightsabers yeah which is probably also why it gets away with a little bit more yeah. uh, but obviously we haven't really seen any lightsabers in this this no, not well since, since the, the first, first episode 10 minutes yeah which i really i just i love stuff like that like breaks away from lightsabers in star wars and what's it's what made the mandalorian so good mm-hmm. um i think there's a, i and, think there's only i think there might i think there's only three films in which two lightsabers don't touch and it's the two spin-offs and the last jedi no because they don't fight do they no. and luke luke doesn't use his lightsaber mm-hmm. oh i just thought about that another reason why i actually quite like the last jedi which again we'll get to we will get to um so they get that separation and they the batch they sort of sneak away through the engines um down the ton- down the passages where the engines normally would exhaust or the uh, power and Crosser clearly knows that w- that's the way they're going and yeah, so he wants someone to go up into the bridge and the engines on yeah but the batch themselves have also worked out that he'll probably know and they've set the charges around yeah. uh, the exhaust port got on the other side so that when they blow and the engines come on they'll drop away and the exhaust will all be blown out which I don't know if they know at that point, but straight into Crosshair's face. Yeah, which was quite brutal, to be honest. Oh, it really was. Obviously, they yeah. don't show blood and burns or anything, but like they wrap him up and they do make him look dusty. And like that man is that man's burnt. Like he's he could almost yeah. have like Vader level. Uh, yeah, I think I think they'll keep like the. He'll definitely as be well. scarred, defo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if they did an animated version of Vader without the helmet, that's probably what they're going to go with. Just not quite as brutal as what we got on screen. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with this episode we're going quite fast, but there isn't really much to say other than just it's really good in everything. Yeah, and like, I think the main talking points come within the last two minutes of the episode as well. Yeah, so um, if you remember Hunter, Tech and Echo are separated from Hunter and Omega just on, based on how, where they fall. Yeah. Um, so Hunter head obviously gets to the Mauler, uh, not the, the Marauder, tells the rest of to meet him and Omega there, and all of the clones around are dead. And mm-hmm. someone emerges from the ship, and I have four things to say about this man. Okay. He's back, he's blue, he's a <laughs> badass, he's Cad fucking Bane. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah, I did not expect it to be Cad Bane, because no. they, ha- they had the scene halfway through... With um, Nala Say and Lama Sue, the Kaminoans, where they're talking, like because they're talking to Admiral Rampart, and Rampart gives the orders to Crosshair to just kill everyone, kill the whole force, including Omega. But the Kaminoans want Omega back, so they've sent a bounty hunter to go to collect Omega and just like get rid of the clones. I. I didn't expect that to show up in this episode. I thought it was just going to set up. Because I think even before that, I sort of assumed that Boba Fett would show up at some point. And I still think he will. Um, yeah. So when they were sending someone, 
when Cad they said Bane that they want to send someone, yeah. Cad Bane was not going through my head. No, because I've I'm still of the idea that that scene that they released online of Boba Fett and his dad's arm and now painted green, killing Cad Bane in the duel. To me, that was still canon as has already. Yeah. Happened. So yeah, obviously I haven't finished the Clone Wars. And That's know, literally a scene they released online. It's not in the show. Yeah, yeah. It's it like wasn't finished, was it? No, it was part it was of that. All, it was it's all voice acted, seven. but it's not properly animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I have heard that he dies, and even though they didn't release it, it was considered canon. But I don't I, think I, it was officially, but most people just kind of considered it because we've never seen Cad Bane after that point. Yeah, but and like now we have. I understand why they would... Of all the things that they've done with this show that go against canon, that's probably the most acceptable one because it wasn't released. Like So as far as they're concerned, no one Yeah, it was never officially... They never said it is canon. People just yeah. kind of assumed it was. And to be honest, I think we are going to get that scene in this show. I think we are going to get a just little reworked. bit with Cad Bane and Omega and then we'll meet... Um, Boba Fett. I'd say like, yeah, we meet Boba Fett she gets away and rescued and Boba like loses his head. Cause I think he'll probably already got his sort of collection of bounty hunters together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he'll be like, right, Bane, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And then they have that standoff. What does he have against Cad Bane? Um, they're just like, he wants to be like the top bounty. It's like a mutual sort of respect. Like Cad Bane is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy and Boba okay. Fett wants to be better. Yeah, so I, it's, a, I it's a rivalry always, more than a hatred. I always forget that Boba Fett is a clone. Yeah, it, because it was a I later like edition, it... and people didn't really like the prequels for a long time. And then they watched the Clone Wars, and they do make them better. Well, no, that's so, not the point, isn't it? That he he was he's Jango Fett's. He's a clone of Jango Fett, which all the clones are, but he just took one to raise as a son. Yeah, because he's an exact clone. Like, there's zero alterations to him. Yeah. So, which is why, obviously, they bring back Temuera Morrison. Yeah. And Khan. Which, Temuera Morrison's never going to be out of work for Star Wars if they ever decide yeah, to do anything with clones. That's like, true. Yeah. Live action Like, he's clones. at an age now where he could probably play Rex in, like, mid-Empire stuff. Yeah. Which I actually don't want to see. I never want to see Rex on screen. Really? No, I, I want to me will always be D. Bradley Baker. I don't want to. Apparently, hear him in the voice. apparently they've retconned that Rex was in Return of the Jedi on Endor. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a guy with a white beard. Yeah, nobody looked re- a lot really similar to the way they animated him in Rebels. Oh, so, so, yeah, so they like they, they, apparently someone yeah. just spotted it, a fan tweeted it, and then I think Dave Filoni or someone saw it and went, "Oh, that's cool. We'll consider that canon. Why not?" Yeah, because it doesn't really change anything apart from the fact that he should be leading the rebellion. Well, yeah, it just says that, obviously, he's in Rebels, he joins the Rebellion. So, it makes yeah, sense that he would be in the in the Rebel forces. Yeah, to me, he'd always be the clone that would last the longest, sort of naturally, anyway. Yeah. I just always, it, I've always felt like it just he would do, apart from that one that got frozen, but that doesn't really count. Mm. Um, but yeah, Cad Bane, um, he's come, he's obviously been tasked with taking Omega, and you get a fucking awesome mexican standoff oh yeah really, i music. love the music the wiggle with the finger oh, yeah great. yeah yeah they're like the standoff with uh hunter and cab bay and that was great yeah it's shot so it's it's literally it's like a shot for shot remake of something from a clint eastwood film it's brilliant yeah and he wins I, I, yeah i i don't know because yeah like cab bane is the best bounty hunter there is whatever but 
with like Hunter's like heightened senses and that, I don't think that he should have been that easily beaten. Uh, my, the way I'm kind of seeing it is Hunter probably didn't want to shoot. He was sort of like, I'm just good. like he just wants to protect Omega. He doesn't want to kill Bane exactly, whereas Bane yeah. doesn't care. So he just he's just off the draw quicker because it's not like in a film, you know, where they wait for the bell or something. Like he's literally just like, no, I'm just gonna shoot you, bang. And as soon as he sees him takes up that stance, he's like, I'm gonna be quicker here because I'll start first. And he yeah. like, I'm he, Hunter gets a shaft, don't he? He just doesn't hit him. He's just mm-hmm. not. He gets shot first. And yeah. Bane just goes right. Okay, here you come. Grabs the kid and goes. Yeah, and, and that that means that we're gonna get him in more episodes, which is never a bad thing. Absolutely not. Um, I then really enjoyed the first person wake up. Oh Hunter. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that, that was, was that was a great shot. Yeah, I was that watching was it going, going. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. That was it. <laughs> um, but you do get that little bit before where you do see. Um, Crosser does actually have burns. I thought they were just going to have him be like, oh, you know, he's a bit hurt, but they've, he's properly bandaged up. He's got a respirator on. Yeah. And he's still he's still fighting his arms in a sling. Like, he's badly injured. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you don't really see a lot in animation shows. Uh, they actually talk about the injuries. Yeah. They, like, when, when Crosshair was, you know, trying to hunt them down and capture them, whatever, they actually told him about the inhibitor chip. Yeah, that's true. But I think they they've probably turned this up so high where he probably didn't even re- probably didn't register. He's just like, yeah, it's part of my brain. And what? Is but that I something do th- they can do? Um, well, no, because that's how they because they turned that's what they did because he was the only one that followed Order sixty six. They took him away, realized that he wasn't resisting as uh, badly, so they turned his up. Oh, I and thought. I imagine I've they were going to thought... do the same to the other rest of the bad batch. Probably yeah. just take longer. Um, but I've obviously they, thought... they got out. I've always thought that the inhibitor chip was something that just activated when he said execute order 66 and you like there wasn't uh, like a, a value to it that you could like change. No, I don't think there is, but like it activated and it was getting through to him, but it wasn't getting through 100% because he was still following the batch even though he disagreed with them and he, he, his programming was there. He was mm-hmm. able to resist it even if it had changed his ideas. So I think they just sort of pushed it into him a little bit more. Okay. Um, whereas the rest of the batch it wasn't affecting as much badly it did affect Wrecker but that was more after his he hit his head like it didn't yeah, bother him initially it literally said in the first episode what's order 66 and doesn't bother mm-hmm. um, but I do imagine that they were planning to do that to the rest of them and then they all got away yeah probably but yeah that's sort of where the episode's left uh, Cad Bane yeah, has as much as it's probably Omega. the best episode so far, there's not the, actually the clones much are go and look after to talk about. Yeah, yeah I, it it'll feels... be interesting to see what the Kaminoans do with Omega. It feels a bit like the end of The Mandalorian if you hadn't seen the Darksaber bit. You could just go, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like You can think about where it's going to go and we can speculate, but there's no mind-blowing reveals or no. really little oh, only really the cab so it's really focused yeah. yeah like so it's episode 8 so we're halfway through the season and, and we've just got the the big dip yeah yeah We so we've got that's the thing like how long is Omega gonna be apart from them because I really can't see them 
it's having not it gone con- for one episode and then maybe in the episode in episode 10 they get it back and then that's it they go about the i'd business. imagine it'll be probably be about episode 12 or 13 i Did think they they'll get, get it back, yeah they might not get it back because if cad bane follows his um orders he's just taking it back to camino mm-hmm. and the clone like they don't want to hurt her that's why they keep they kept her around because like they omega is important to the kaminoans yeah like it, not just on a project level, but they do seem to have a little bit of an emotional connection too. With I can never remember which, but I think it was Lama Sue let her go. Like she was the one that wouldn't shut the door. Yeah. Um, and that felt more like because if she really wanted to, she'd have just called off the attack. Well, Lama Sue is the prime minister. I think then, Nala um, Say is the other one. Yeah. So Nala Say obviously wouldn't shut the door. Yeah. Um, and it's like she could have just called off the attack, or just said shoot the clones don't shoot for omega Mm -hmm. so it felt more like uh we want her kind of to get away and then we want her back almost like they wanted to experience the unit the galaxy maybe because i I mean i'm obviously i think we're both still the uh idea that she's force sensitive yeah and obviously with the force being everywhere it's probably best that she goes to different places to get more of a connection with it yeah I've sort of got that idea, but yeah. I do think she's also a business thing, particularly for Palpatine. I think she is the first step in that. I also think she's probably successful, but then something happens. I would actually be surprised to see her die. No, I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see her die. I mean, it'll crush me emotionally, but... Oh, I won't recover for weeks. But <laughs> it will. It, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if over the court, like she, if at the start of the next episode, Cad Bane returns her to the Kaminoans, and then we like start to, uh, Omega will like probably start to question who she is and why she, because she knows she's a clone. Um, yeah, she does. That's a good point. So she'll probably start to ask why she was made, for what purpose. It's the, the all the matter of uh, why am I? What is my nature? Kind of thing. Yeah, but also because she saw um, when they were on Salukamai, I forget the clone's name. Cutler Quain. Yeah, they see, they see those in that family, and it like, you know, that's something that she's never had anything close to. And then none of the clones to... had. Cut is yeah. the only one, and he didn't realize he was a clone for a bit. Like, if it, it wasn't at the point of his episode, like, he did get a bit of a head bash and forget who he was. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see that. I'm really excited yeah. to see that. So I, I'd say probably up. In, yeah, I'd say you're right. Up until maybe episode twelve or thirteen, it's probably going to be a, a, even more of a cat and mouse chase now between. Because they're going to have to make a decision whether they go back to Camino, or whether that's even if if they know where Cad Bane is going with her. Because I, yeah, because they, they probably don't. Yeah, they, they don't know. Probably don't know she's gone to Camino. I don't want another series where I think the finale is going to be on Camino and it isn't, but I do think it will be here. What did you think the finale of Clone Wars would be on Camino? No, I thought the finale of uh, The Mandalorian would be on Camino. Oh, really? Because I think that I, I'm still of the opinion they might have been going to Camino on that ship. Um, Why would they have been going to Camino? To use um, Grogu's blood uh, with the Kaminoans cloning to try and create a full sense of clone, which is pretty obviously what they're trying to do in The Mandalorian. Oh, that's what. Um... They wanted Grogu for it because they talk about the his own counts and stuff. The guy, the villain, Doctor Pershing, or no, no uh, Grand, no, uh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't that's watched Mandalorian since it came out. I've watched it. I just keep watching that Luke Skywalker scene. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I cried three times in a day. <laughs> I cried three times in the space of five minutes. Oh, it was awful. I literally, I came downstairs like twenty minutes later, and I still looked like I'd been crying. My dad was like, "Are you okay?" Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great. This episode, this again, this series has been great. We can speculate, but I feel like with now we do have more of an idea of where the show's going. Um, we can sort of speculate less because we have more answers. Yeah, but it, yeah, especially yeah. since this has happened halfway through so yeah there's space to for things to do i think it'll go i think we'll get like a high energy episode next week then we'll go a little bit more back to that sort of weekly episodic thing and then we'll ramp back up for the finale yeah that's just sort of how it feels like it's gonna go i don't think they're just gonna do like eight high pace episodes dead quick off the back yeah so they'll definitely yeah there'll be a couple of fast paced episodes including this one for the next maybe this one hmm. And then episode nine will be like high fast paced, and then they'll because seven seven wasn't massively fast paced, but it did progress the plot a lot, and it was a yeah very tense. Quite a bit was yeah. going on in quite a small space, and then maybe like ten and eleven will be more like them planning, them trying to figure out where Omega is if they haven't already, how to get her back, and all that. And then you know the last like maybe three or four episodes are the same type as these as this one's been. Oh, a four part heist on Camino. That'd be amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to see yeah. that. Because if they, because obviously, if if she goes back to Camino, they're gonna have to figure out that she's on Camino, and then they're gonna have to infiltrate Camino to get her back. If that's what yeah. they end up doing. I feel like they're gonna meet someone who will have has intel on her being on Camino, and it might be someone big. I can't think of anyone on top of my head, but I think Rex is coming back as well again. Yeah. Do you think a will show up? I'm still holding out for it, but haven't looked at the story now. I don't think she will. Because yeah, it would not, be there's not really a bit that she could, because if she was gonna, if she was gonna turn up, I feel like it probably would have been where Rex showed up. Yeah, I think because there's always a, room for Rex to come back whenever. Yeah. It'd also be a bit of a disservice to the batch if they, yeah, they go and save uh, Omega from Camino, but Ahsoka's there and she does most of the heavy lifting. Like I just, I feel like that'd be a disservice to them. True, yeah, because the I whole could point see of Rex them is coming that they back. Can handle themselves. I could yeah, see Rex, Rex will helping. definitely come back. Rex yeah. will I actually think back. this is where we could see Rex meet up with Gregor and Wolf and they get their chips removed. Yes. I, I could see that happening here. Yeah, maybe that's who they get to help them on Camino, Gregor and yeah. Wolf. Maybe, yeah, maybe those... Because I know... I think Gregor had just gone back to being a, a commando, hadn't he? But I don't. we don't know if yeah. he committed... Well, they, they Rex says, like in Rebels, we never killed our Jedi. But, like, Rex is pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah. it's possible that I they mean, did. I mean, he, and he literally shot at it. Yeah. In the face. Just missed <laughs> quite a few times. But he also but, like, did uh, save her. I wouldn't be surprised if they encounter at least a Jedi, because they're obviously still loyal to the Jedi. So This is where Mace Windu returns. No, please don't do that. Oh, no. I can't take Samuel L. Jackson being boring. Like, it's just not, it's not healthy. I don't think it would be Samuel Jackson. No, because he didn't do the show, did he? No. I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of Obi Wan if they end up on Tatooine. Ooh, maybe. But I also, I also don't think they'll be on Tatooine. If they do see him, I will hit the ceiling. Oh yeah. Do you know what though? Now that you've said that, I feel like that's possible. Given I literally never thought of it, and now I'm thinking the same. Yeah, because of the Kenobi show. Yeah, they could set up that as well. Which I have uh, some problems with the way they're talking about Kenobi, which I want to get to in a future episode. Okay. 
Um, but I've got a few problems with the way that looks like it's going to go. Yeah, but they to almost like how they've put Boba Fett in the Mandalorian to set up Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, obviously I'm ridiculous. Play as like Obi Wan Kenobi though. Oh yeah, as as much as if he was in it, Obi Wan wouldn't be like the same impact of a character that Boba Fett was in the Mandalorian because he's pretty important. Yeah, and we know the show's coming anyway, and we know he's alive at that point, and we know where he is. Yeah, that's true, actually. We didn't know Book of Boba Fett was happening until... The we also finale, didn't did know we? Boba Fett was alive. <laughs> yeah, we so. thought he was being digested for all eternity in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, just as it just mentally tortures him for like 5,000 years, keeping mm. him alive. But yeah, quite a lot. And yeah, again, we... We sort of we spent more time talking post episode than we did on the episode, really. Yeah, because that's I guess that's what the end of the episode is supposed to get us to do. It's supposed to get us yeah. to speculate on what's coming. That's what these streaming service shows are like now. They get we release yeah. one a week and people talk about it ages. That's why stuff is so popular. Now. I think Loki did what eight hundred and fifty thousand views on its release day on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah, because you know people are talking about it, and obviously the internet. And podcasts like this, but with significantly more viewers. Yeah, um, people that care. Has, uh, excuse me, we've got a lot of people that care, and all of oh, them yeah. know us. Thank you to our 10 followers. Cheers, Nutty. And me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like obviously with podcasters and all the YouTube videos and all the speculation online, like shows like this are huge now when they, they do get loads of viewers and leaving things to the imagination for what to come are really important and we're engaging in it and it helps me get more excited yeah definitely yeah but yeah i'm really excited uh, i've not really got much more to say i think that's about it yeah yeah just looking forward okay. to what where they go with it next yeah so um i think we'll take a little break now um yeah. for you it'll be a second um and then we're going to jump straight into our uh preview of black widow which uh you've prepared more than me because yeah i've done a um, bit of research yeah i i kind of want to go in a bit blinder than i normally do with mcu films but i do want to be caught up so you'll be leading us through that and yeah we'll um we'll see you in a minute guys hello everyone welcome back to part two of the starvel podcast episode four we have just done our uh, review discussion and speculation um for bad batch for this week and we are now moving on to our Marvel segment, which today returns to the MCU, and we will be talking about Black Widow. Ben is gonna uh, sort of give us a preview, and sort of we're gonna discuss our thoughts on it, and just sort of get ready and prep for Black Widow. Which, if I remember correctly, the release date is the seventh of July, or is it ninth? The ninth. The ninth of July. Yeah. Which is a Tuesday, guess. Wednesday's a new Friday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wait, hang on. Am I being an idiot? Yeah, I am. It's Friday. Is it a Friday? Yeah, it is. Friday is still Friday. (laughs) Friday is still Friday. (laughs) Anyway, I've done a little bit of looking into what this film is going to be, and weirdly, you said before that you wanted to go into this a bit blind, whereas I feel exactly the opposite, in which I don't mind knowing things about this film because ultimately. It has absolutely no stakes on anything. Yeah, that's true. Which is weird because we normally have the opposite feelings. I, t- I tend to sort of look into things and I don't mind reading plot leaks and stuff because I'll either be pre- pleasantly surprised or like mm-hmm. I I'm not, I knew that was going to happen and I'm still happy. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm the opposite. I hate reading plot leaks for like like take Spider Man three, for example, no no way home. I don't wanna know who's in it. I don't wanna know if this person from the other film is playing this character reborn. I don't wanna know because I'm I know that I'm gonna be sat there in the cinemas the whole time waiting for that thing to happen. Oh mate, if if the Whereas, plot leaks are true, I know because everything that happens in this film. You know well, they, nothing I, and it's great. That's what that's what I mean. I don't wanna know because I'm gonna be sat waiting for this thing and it's gonna make me appreciate other stuff that happens in the film less. Whereas I just I just wanna go with a open mind, not waiting for a certain thing to happen. That's fair. So that's definitely fair. With this film it is completely the opposite because this film is set to take place just after Civil War. So, you but you, you knew that, didn't you? Yeah, I knew that. Uh, it's like she yeah. Civil War finishes and she goes back to Russia or whatever the fuck. Yes. So, yeah. So it's 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 going to be about it's it, it's it's kind of a Black Widow origin. Ten years after she you was first. Introduced. Yeah, it's like she's going back to where it all began. And yeah. we find it out through flashbacks or stuff, or just she's stories gonna, or whatever. Yeah, she's, yeah, that's probably how it's going to be. She's going to tell her own origin story through flashbacks and going back to the Red Room, going back to Russia. Um, and I, I, like, I don't. It's it's by no means going to be the best MCU film, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a film that doesn't get a lot of good criticism yeah for like, me it doesn't get a lot of praise because it, i think people are going to be let down a lot by what this film is yeah for me i'm sort of i'm looking at it it's going to fall in like the category of like ant-man one or yeah sort of like the first avenger where it's good and i know i'm going to enjoy it because i like the mcu and it we've done well but i also don't i'm not look going into it's going to be massive like i'm not going into this the way i'm going into no way home or the eternals yeah absolutely and I because think- it like this, obviously, this film was supposed to come out last, March or I think March it was April or May twenty twenty. Yeah, around that time, twenty twenty, and it was kind of supposed to be a little bit of a. It was the beginning of phase four, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be a little bit of a of a chill out after Endgame and Spider Man, which was where huge. We, just, we, we yeah yeah like twenty nineteen for the MCU was. Like, it was, it was quite big. Bloody massive. You know, you had, you had Captain Marvel. Massive. Captain Marvel's twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was February twenty nineteen. Yeah. And obviously, there's just this little film. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like, I actually think it went under the radar a bit. It was Avengers Endgame. I don't know if I've seen that one. I, I've not seen all the MCU movies. That might be in in one of the ones I haven't yeah. seen. I'm not hundred percent yeah. sure. Well, you know. Actually, I might have gone see it in cinemas. I can't really remember. Do you know what I think I did as well? I think actually, I did, yeah. but you know, and then we got Spider Man, and that was great. Um, yeah. But they they were three quite I've heavy films <laughs> in terms of. It was three quite heavy films in terms of like what it all meant in terms of the MCU. Endgame, obviously, Spider Man was the fallout of Endgame, but and it Captain was the Marvel, setup for what's to come in Phase Four. Yeah, and sort of a, yeah. and a nice but one Phase Three. But even Captain Marvel was like, okay, so halfway across the galaxy, there's this ginormous war between two planets and people groups and like you're supposed to think that you're supposed to think that the scrolls are the bad guys and the Kree are the good guys but then it flips on it by the end and you you know you end up liking the scrolls 
Um, yeah, because the scrolls have always been uh, villains. The scrolls are the, the oppressed. Yeah, yeah. The scrolls are the oppressed by the Kree. Uh, it's not just. It's like, not just like Captain Marvel setting that up. Like, it, like scrolls have always been villains in the comics, and everyone expected that. Okay. So yeah, they switched that on the head, and everyone went, "Oh." We now don't know where Phase Four is going because we all thought Scrolls mm-hmm. were going to be like the big antagonists going forward, but they they still and might they, be. Yeah, but and they've done that legit, to set up Secret Invasion. Guys. Yes, which I'm really excited to see Amelia Clark yeah, and yeah. Olivia Colman in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, after that, like six or eight months after we get Spider Man, we was was just get this chill, you know. We're gonna go back to Black Widow. It'll be fun. We're all really Some sad. Espionage, spy stuff. You know, yeah, we're all really sad because she's just thrown herself off a cliff for the greater good, and she didn't get a funeral. You know, no, she only really got Bruce th- throwing a, a a bench really far. Which so I we're gonna, want to we're gonna give her a own film. I want someone to throw a bench. I want someone to throw a bench. Green half beast, half smart man. I want them to hire the mountain. Lake. Paint him green and get him to throw a bench. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be just chill. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So the fact that it's been, we've been waiting nearly two years now. When did when did Far From Home come out? Like, um, it July? was it was July. I think it's just shy of two years. For just a shy of two year, years. Which I actually think the MCU film. needed. Like I I really yeah. enjoyed having this. Break. Yeah. I love it, and I like it. Wouldn't have. I'd still gone to see it and everything. But this breaks just sort of made me more excited for everything. And I like that the shows were the start of Phase 4. And like a mm. nice change also, to the medium. It's also probably allowed a lot of people to catch up as well. Like I definitely... I I, I, I had watched... I told a bit of, of a white light. I hadn't watched every single MCU film in between me watching Infinity War for the first time and then going to watch Endgame. But now I've seen everything. I've seen it... Well, I, again, I saw a lie. I've seen everything but The Incredible Hulk. But like, there's so little that motivates me to yeah, watch Yeah, you're Incredible not missing Hulk like Snow Ray. No, yeah, but like, you haven't even seen like Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, no, I've I I'm I'm actually quite selective with the films I watch now. I was like, I hadn't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two until Saturday. <laughs> like, really, yeah, you hadn't I'd, seen that? I it just sort of I heard ne- slightly. Negative I thought you reviews. were just rewatching it. No, I heard slightly negative reviews about it on release, and I was sort of on a little bit of an MCU hang up when it came out. Not because I was like, oh, I don't like these anymore. I was just getting a little bit bored. Mate, um, I went to watch it in cinemas without knowing, without with with only having ever watched half of the first Guardians film and not knowing that it was part of the MCU. Yeah, I, I just, just thought, I'd seen, oh, cool, obviously seen Guardians 1 on release and then I heard some, some negative things about Guardians 2 and I went, ah, I just, I, I'm not really asked. I'm at a point now where I've seen everything I really need to see and I'm, I'm not really asked. I'll just catch up online. And now I've seen oh, it. I'm like, oh, you should have d- gone to see that. What was the negative perception about it? It was awesome. As much as you don't need to see Ant-Man and the Wasp at this point, I'm it's going to. fucking, it's great. It's so good. Oh, it's hilarious. I actually but, think ones. I think the only ones I haven't seen are Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Yeah, you're not missing a lot with Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm not really asked. I only watched. I only watched that this year for the first time as well. So I'm going to end up watching it one day. Oh yeah, of course. So. But um, yeah, to go full circle, I feel like this film will will get some unnecessary criticism because it's not this big massive. It's going to be a blockbuster because there's going to be lots of action and, you know, fight scenes and whatever. Big explosions for the children. It's the first Marvel film in two years as well. People are going to be excited. It's it's, going to make a shed load of money. Yeah, exactly. But that's And that'll be why it get the criticism because people will be confused as to why this film's making all the money and it's just ultimately not that good. There's also going to be a ton of people that are dead casual 
that aren't listening to this podcast and getting the preview that we give, which they definitely should be doing. Um, Absolutely. That will be like, I thought she was dead. What's going on? And they will like, they'll be dead confused, and they might not even clock that it happens before Endgame. Well, I, I think it'll probably to, explain to it around in the that, film, but they like, yeah, they'll definitely give an explanation that this, like, it'll probably be at the start. It'll say like, do you know what? I actually think what they might do is that they might show a little clip of her dying on Vormir, and then do like what would it be seven years earlier yeah I wouldn't be surprised or it'll just come up with a big like flash on the screen that says 2016 and that's what how it'll open yeah I think they'll definitely set it up and they won't make yeah. a mistake like they did in Homecoming yeah um but yeah so something interesting something interesting I found out about this as well that Lionsgate originally planned to make a film about the character Black Widow in 2004 oh that would have been a disaster got- but it got scrapped, and then Marvel retained the rights in 2006, which allowed her to be in Iron Man 2. Oh, it would have been like Electra, wouldn't it? It would have been so bad. Pretty poor. I really want to see that now. I do not. I do, but just like, <laughs> like in the yeah, same way, just... I want to watch like a car crash online. <laughs> yeah, like imagine Natasha Romanoff in the style of Spider-Man 2. No, because no, it would have they would have got a really crappy director giving it as cheap a budget as they possibly could, and it'd just be exactly. incredibly oh, distasteful shots of oh. whatever actress they might probably Mila Jovovich, if we're being honest. Yeah, it was. I mean, Scarlett Johansson got Josh Whedon in at the Avengers anyway, so it would have just happened ten years early. David yeah. Hater was um, yeah, that's true. He, David Hater who did X Men. And X two, he was apparently on board to do the original Black Widow film, but it got scrapped. David Hater, mm-hmm. isn't he the guy that voiced Solid Snake in the new film? In, yeah, yeah. You had about director? Cause he, didn't Brian Singer direct the first two X Men films? He co-wrote them. Oh, right, um, okay. Hater just... voices King Shark on the Flash. Oh mad! I think I swear he's Solid Snake as well. I'm gonna look that up now. Uh, yeah, you look at it. Talk about yourselves. <laughs> yeah. David Hayes. So, yeah. That was interesting, I thought, because is Black Widow, like, really that important of a character that she was deserved of her own solo film? It was. It will have been purely for the rights. Yeah, he did voice. He was solid yeah. But it wasn't even Marvel that was going to make that film. It was, it, was, um, it was Lionsgate. Yeah, no, but Lionsgate will have been like, oh, we've got the right to be sort of... We might do something in the future as the X Men were starting to take off. Daredevil hadn't mm-hmm. been a massive success, but it had spawned a sequel. Uh, the Spider Man yeah, films were I, doing I, well. Um, the there was I obviously Christopher was Nolan was an up and coming director, and he just got given a Batman film. It wasn't out yet, but like that's quite a big step. Yeah. And, well, yeah, did Batman Begins come out in two thousand five? Yeah. Did you say it was written for two thousand four, two thousand six? Yeah. Well, it was. It was. Announced that they start. They started planning it in two thousand four, but by two thousand six, Marvel had retained the rights. Yeah, it did. The rumor, the word that Christopher Nolan getting a Batman film would have been out by then, um, yeah. and that's a big step because he just like Memento and Prestige, which people were huge fans of. Mm-hmm. But I can see why they did it, and I'm really glad they didn't make it because Natasha Romanoff in the MCU is fantastic. So. Yeah, she's done pretty well. Like her, her whole arc, her arc basically lasts the entire. Um. Saga. Yeah, it falters a little bit. Arc. A little she gets bit. an arc that in is as Age long as 
Oh yeah, well, yeah. Whereas Tony Stark he's... sort of gets like two little arcs, like two smaller ones. She well, gets, yeah, but like she they, gets one they... huge one. Yeah, and she gets arcs that are as long, and I would say as important as Tony as Cap and as Thor. I think of all of them, she sort of she grows almost as much as Tony. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But because you know she's in it at the start as an agent of Shield to try and like like test the waters with Tony to see if he would be good for the Avengers initiative. Yeah, she's and like by the end of it, him, isn't she? she is the leader of the Avengers. Is she? In in Endgame, she's definitely oh, yeah. she's like she's the like leader. She's 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 almost like the guy in the chair, isn't she? Yeah. Which I think doesn't get talked about enough. The fact that someone who was she was always like shooty shooty bang bang, look at me, I'm in the guns, and uh, she sort of takes a backseat role and like leads. Like that doesn't really get brought up enough. The fact that no, she like I know. she spent all and this it, time know, with Cap and stuff, and she was leading operations from the desk. Yeah. I can't exactly remember what she says to Cap when they're talking in Endgame, but like it's about the family, isn't it? This was yeah, the only she's basically she's basically trying to say that it's not what does what does this do without me? It's what do I do without this? Yeah, because it it's like what Ultron says to to Cap in in Age of Ultron, like pretending you could live without without war or you know, because that is ultimately her life is being a spy, fighting you know all that shabazz yeah a bit like Bucky like he's he, what's the line in yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier I've spent the past 70 years running from fight to fight or something mm-hmm. she's sort of had that her whole life as well she was bred to be a child soldier like a perfect soldier yeah 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 and then she got so, a rest yeah she got eventually breeded into S.H.I.E.L.D. turned into a, a spy for a different organisation and then eventually just became fucking badass yeah that was blonde for a bit and just peaked decided to go off the walls and had the best sort of of all of her films that she's in I think her arc, her arc is at the at its best in um, Winter Soldier for me sort of yeah because because, because she's, she's you know S.H.I.E.L.D. collapses and she doesn't really know what to do but she knows she wants to help Steve yeah. it's almost like a smaller version of the arc we get in um, Endgame where mm-hmm. this is everything she's built up her life around and it's sort of crumbled. So what does she yeah. do? What does she do now? I mean, like when I was going through the 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 films that I watched in the MCU the first time around, I didn't expect her to be a character that would make me ball my eyes out that a death. I I can be honest, I didn't cry that much when she died because oh I'd mate, I'd, of, I'd, I'd predict I can't remember it. whether yeah, I, I was one of did, to be honest. I remember me, I we were talking about it once, and I think it came up, and a few of us were like, yeah, I think, I I think, think she's going to die to drum up interest for the film. And I think, I I mean, we knew they were going to have think, those yeah. Do you know what? I remember you saying exactly that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I think we also, I don't think I came up with this, but it was someone that was in the conversation said they thought that she'd die when they were going looking for the stones, because everyone had sort of worked out it was time travel. Uh, we just didn't know how mm, it was going to yeah. work. Um, yeah, because I think I think I remember um, us having a discussion of who do we think is going to die because yeah. it's an Avengers film, someone has to die. I also got the um, the final snap completely the wrong way around. I thought Cap was going to get it. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Which, that. But... I wouldn't have minded if Cap had got it. No, it was Tony's arc though. It was always going to be. Do you think him. he could have survived it? No, no. 
Breach did. Uh, yeah, but the like you said, the radiation's mostly gamma. He's probably the only one that could have. Mm. That or like Captain Marvel. I mean, Wanda could have, but like not that Wanda. This Wanda could. Give her like yes. give her four weeks and a breakdown, and she's. She can snap it. She can wield an infinity gun. Four weeks in a breakdown and a, and a, and a town of slaves, yeah. mind slaves. She'll 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 get going. Yeah. She'll get cracking. Anyway, um, I think in the story of this film, we can expect it to move around a bit because there's been filming in Monaco, Morocco, Norway and Budapest as on-site locations for filming, and then they've also Budapest. filmed Budapest. Yeah. I that's, hope we don't yeah, get a flashback to Budapest. Eye. I hope we don't get a flashback to Budapest. No, because I want to know what Budapest was. I quite like the idea of just sort of you can speculate on it. Because I remember the first time when I watched Endgame in, in cinemas and um, Clint says to, to Nat, we've come a long way since Budapest, I just thought that that was something I hadn't seen. No, it's all because they, they reference it in the Avengers as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Which was that's um, that's the first time it's referenced, and it sort of. And that's what, that's what I mean. Joke, I also, I because in Ultron as well, we when we go to Clint's house and we see his family, and Natasha is clearly a very good family friend of Clint's no, she's family. She's his best friend, isn't she? So yeah, exa- exactly. I I don't feel like we have enough. We've seen enough to really not, not believe that. Is Jeremy Renner to confirmed be, for this film? I don't think he is. Is he? I haven't seen. I think Jeremy he'll be in it. Confirmed I think he'll this. be in it. I will come to some people that are confirmed for this. Go on. Um, well, some people that you might not have expected. If I don't know whether you will know this, but we'll get on to it. So we'll first talk about the villain, who is Red Guardian. No. Yeah, it is. Red Guardian's not the villain. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he is. He's not. He's one of. He's like a dad, sort of stepdad. Adopted that in it. It's Taskmaster. Well, Taskmaster is supposed to be in it. I swear, Taskmaster. We haven't. Really well, Task- Taskmaster is supposed to be in it, but there is no one confirmed to be playing Taskmaster. Uh, yes, that's yeah. I agree with that. Didn't actually. Well, I think we know the actor behind the suit, but it's just sort of like the same. Olivia yeah, the... Olivia Richards is cast in an undisclosed role, so it could be that. I don't actually know whether it's a he or a she. I think it's a he. I don't know. I think we're all assuming Taskmaster's a bloke, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. It's Rachel Weiss. Remember those weird, that weird theory from a few weeks ago that Rachel Weiss was also playing Taskmaster? No, because I don't know who Olivia Weiss is. Uh, Rachel Weiss is playing like you know, like the older Black Widow. She's like Na- Natasha's like adopted one thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Richter's is a is a man. He's just Dutch. Oh. Um, he might be. He's probably. He might be doing that sort of, like the guy who uh, does the body he double. He is seven for... foot two. Oh, he is a tall right. man. I don't think he's playing Taskmaster. Task, taskmaster. No. no. I was going to say he might be doing the same like the, like the guy who plays Black Noir, in the boys. Like he's just he's just the guy in the suit Maybe. at the minute. Yeah. But Red, whether he's the villain or not, Red Guardian's in it. Big David Harbour. Who is. Big David Harbour. We love David Harbour. Lovely to see. Every every time I want to talk about him, I want to call him Harper. So do I. <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah. And he, Red Guardian is supposed to be the, the Soviet antithesis, almost, of Captain America. It's like Superman Red Son, but Captain America, isn't he? Yeah. I don't think he's got Super Soldier Serum. 
He's just a big bloke um, at the minute, isn't he? He might just be a massive man. Yeah. And in the trailer, it kind of looks like when he wears the suit, it looks really stupid. Yeah, it is a he, he lo- dumb he just, costume. He, yeah. he looks like a big fat man trying to fit into he does spandex. Look, he, lo- he does look like he used to be massive and now he's just fat. Yeah. Um, but something I, something I, I found out is that there have been seven different versions of Red Guardian. Seven different characters have been Red Guardian. Yeah. Mm. There have the been more Red Guardians getting... than there have been Robins. Um, the Red Guardian that we are getting is Alexei Shostakov. I've done it again. What have you done? I dropped my pen. You dickhead. I know. Anyway, the one that we're getting is Alexei Shostakov, but there has also been Alexei Lebedev, Dr. Tania Belinsky, Josef Pektus, uh, Krasno Grinitsky, Anton... And just Nikolai Anton. Krylenko, <laughs> that is all. It's just Anton. It's, no, because it's Anton Dubek and they couldn't be asked, like, putting up with the shame. Um, It just says Anton, who was a member of the Winter Guard. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't mean anything to me, that. It doesn't mean anything to me either, because it doesn't matter, because we're getting Alexei Shostakov. Mm. Was the second version of Red Guardian, and, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all you need to know, mm-hmm. really. He's been played by David Harbour. Um, It'll probably be quite funny. David yeah. Harbour's quite funny because it, it, yeah, it was like I think we touched on this when we talked about Loki and like whilst Red Guardian could be a pretty serious character, they probably are gonna go more of the comedic route just because that is what the MCU does now. They could do like a fat Thor thing where it's like, yeah, it's kind of serious, but like the way he's sort of dealing with it is quite comedic, generally. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's out of touch and he plays it for laughs and it is a little bit funny, but what's happening to him isn't. Yes, could be a yeah, bit that's like exactly that. what they did with, with that fat Thor, isn't and it? And people um, need to understand that. <laughs> yes, and not claim that Marvel are trying to both body shame and make light of mental health issues which was clearly not you, the problem if you think that you are wrong correct <laughs> it's not i mean it's not it's even a matter not, of opinion they, just you are wrong the whole the whole it, it happened because he was like the whole point is you see it and you're like oh my god what's happened to him and it's it's played for laughs in like a it kind of is funny a little bit because oh it's thor and thingy and then when it gets serious like oh no this is this is not funny at all and because ultimately at this point, they are comedy films. Yeah. They're like, like they're, that, and it has its very signature comedy style as well. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like, man, my, my man failed to prevent the death of half of the universe. He's probably going to get a little bit hung up over that. I imagine I he would might, be a bit traumatised. Yeah. Especially you know, if it if was I, also the man that killed my brother and half my people. Yeah. And the reason that I failed in stopping him was because I wanted to revel in the fact that I was killing him and didn't just just kill him. Instead, I wanted to push my big, brand new, I wanted to make shiny, him suffer. I want brand new, shiny, big axe through his chest. I wanted to make him suffer. Coincidentally, so the bad, most badass weapon I've ever seen in a film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. Uh, you know, it also finally made Groot do something other than sit on his ass and complain. <laughs> I know, but I like Groot. I like chat. I like. Yeah, everyone like. I like teenage group. group. I like baby anyway. group. I like adult group. 
So I hope we get like early t- early twenties group in Guardians Three. Yeah, <laughs> college group. He just wants to go on nights out. Yeah. So someone else who I didn't know was making a return is Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. Um, potentially setting up Thunderbolts even further. What is Thunderbolts? Uh, it's like a underground sort of. They're like they're like the Suicide Squad of the MCU. Like they're, it's like a team comprised of villains that sort of do the government's work. I, uh, I think it's people like Zemo. I think Black Widow has been in it a few times. Um, Could US Agent be in? That? US Agent is in the Thunderbolts. Okay. Um, Red Hulk. So Thaddeus Ross himself, and Deadpool's been in it a few times as well. Ooh, so maybe that maybe that's how they get Deadpool into the MCU. I, d- I wouldn't even be surprised if the Deadpool film just is in the MCU and they just act like it always was. Like everything else gets but an explanation, it, but, it, but it Deadpool can't, it, doesn't It can't matter. be though because the Deadpool can't have always been in the MCU because oh he's not. But like oh I'd enjoy no, it, it actually could like though because I was about to say they've got Evan Peters as Quicksilver in there, but hmm maybe maybe not. Stop stop. I hate oh. it. I hate it. Everything comes back to Evan Pe- Evan Peters, man. Why did you say yes to that? <laughs> Do you reckon he knew it was going to be a boner joke from day oh, one? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he he definitely knows what they're going to do if they're doing anything. He was probably told. But also, if they also just went, yeah, we're going to we're gonna fucking... We're going to make everyone think that like you're coming back as, as Quicksilver, but you're not. You're just for a joke. And he's like, yeah, yeah let's it's do It's going to be really funny if he does end up coming back as Quicksilver. Like, oh, I think we both got the theory that it is actually Quicksilver anyway. Yeah. Um, And they bring Evan Peters back as Quicksilver, having killed Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver. And then through the Sony characters, Aaron Taylor Johnson comes back into the MCU as Craven the Hunter. Yeah. So. But if, if that doesn't happen and they do bring Evan Peters back if I was Aaron Taylor Johnson I'd be pissed off <laughs> I'd be really just, pissed he off he wasn't as good though was he no I think Evan Peters definitely is a better better Quicksilver um, he's not a more accurate Quicksilver to be fair but it didn't help that they were making him put on an accent yeah whereas they took it away but from like, him I'd be honest I'd rather see Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven so okay I, um, I don't really mind it but it is funny yeah <laughs> it is funny the fact that you know, if if they do just pretend that Deadpool was part of the MCU the whole time, then that just opens up that that causes more problems than it than it solves. I could imagine Deadpool just not no no like Deadpool acts like he always has been, and then to everyone else fair, is like though, no like it, the like you get the X Men explanation and he just ignores it. He's like I've always yeah. been here, yeah, and what? But they could. What's the guy called? The time traveler guy? Cable. Cable. Who was also they played could... by Josh Brolin. Yeah. Same as Thanos. To be fair, though, of all the of all the double character things, I think that's acceptable because Thanos is not Josh Brolin. It's just his voice. Yeah, that's true. And they could all they could also like make a joke out of his it. like you sound familiar. Well, to be fair, he did do the mocap as well. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's not like you see Josh Brolin at any point. No. He's not. But he's but, not been yeah. in a human role, has he? It's not his face. No. It's so heavily um, altered. So. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can you can see Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk. Yeah, you can see Josh Brolin in Thanos, but nowhere near as much as you can Ruffalo in Hulk. Yeah, if you hadn't have taught, like, yeah, it, it's, it's close enough Hulk. where. Yes, whereas if you if you brought Josh Brolin into the MCU, I don't think it would it would make it wouldn't cause any like confusion. I'd happily also see him back just because he's a good actor. 
Yeah, and what I was going to say was is that Cable could bring Deadpool into the MCU universe. Yeah, I'm still excited to see how they're going to do it. I think it will be a multiverse of madness. Do you reckon, is it, do you reckon that's when he'll come in? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because that's probably going to be a very serious film in it, Multiverse of Madness. And then he'll come in as the comic relief. Yeah, even if it's just in a post-credit yeah. scene. Just Ooh, to alleviate yeah. some uh, tension pl- in the oh. credits. I should write for Marvel, me. I'm quality. <laughs> yeah. Whichever whichever, po- whichever like film or show gets the post-credit scene that leads into Doctor Strange is going to be very, very important. I think, it's, I think it is Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, that's definitely what it's going to be. I was thinking it might be the Eternals, but that wouldn't really no, because also uh, Spider Man is the latest project that will come out before Doctor Strange. Before Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah. was it? It's March twenty twenty two, isn't it? It is my birthday, twenty twenty two. Oh, lovely! Fun fact: I am going to midnight release. I'll come with you. Go on, get yourself down to Stoke. No, how about you come Manchester? Oh, that sounds better actually. I don't (laughs) live in Stoke, by the way. I just go there for uni. I'm not from Stoke. I don't live. I don't live in Manchester. You live in the scam. To be fair, being from Manchester is a lot more glamorous than being from Stoke. Yes, no yes, it is. It definitely is. I'd rather be from I'd rather be from Manchester than Stoke. No offense to anyone from Stoke, but no one from he Stoke lives listening. in Stoke, so he can comment. Yeah. No yeah. one, no one from Stoke listens to this anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> get fucked. Uh, yeah. What were we saying? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we probably mentioned Florence Pugh. I think. I don't know who that is. She's playing. Um, the, it's like her sister. From oh, yes, 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 yes. Who we all thought was going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, so is she her actual sister or like just... I don't actually think we know. I don't, I don't think she's going to be, but they haven't said she's definitely not. Um, is, it, is, it like, is it like a biological thing or is it in like the way... I imagine like, it's a Red Room people, thing. It, people, in, people in the Night's Watch say, oh, my brother... Uh, yeah, I or think it's going to be co- like they were dead close in actually. the red room, and uh, they're yeah. the same person. Like Natasha felt like her older sister when like they were growing up in the red room. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just oh, in, again in the trailer. It's like I don't care if them being sisters is a big plot point. Don't tell me that in the trailer. I think no, but it's something like because um, I don't know if you looked into it, but Florence Pugh is on a multi-film deal. Oh, so okay. she like she's probably going to be well. She's almost definitely going to be Black Widow, going forward. Like they, yes, that would make sense. even if she's not called Black Widow exactly, but she's carrying on that moniker, which is why she's yeah. in this film. Which is also why it comes after Endgame because she comes in after Natasha's death. Yeah, yeah. But I think to be fair, I I imagine from what this film's going to set up, they're going to say that everyone in this film that like will stick around was probably snapped like I'm going to assume just as yeah, an explanation Thaddeus, of why Thaddeus, we haven't seen them. I think Ross survived Thaddeus Ross um, I don't think Ross was snapped was he well I hope he was because he's a dick yeah he's a dick but he is cool um, I hope we see him as Red yeah. Hulk mm, the fact that we're getting She-Hulk probably means not oh yeah that's true I'm glad Mark Ruffalo's in that as well. Like we know he is. Yeah, yeah. I was worried that he wasn't going to be, and that they oh, were would just have been a disaster. Kind of, that wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, I was really worried that they were just going to kind of forget about Mark Ruffalo, because he. I feel like if if Mark Ruffalo was was Edward Norton, and Edward Norton had nothing to do with it, he probably would get a bit of better treatment. What do you mean? Because like. 
I did find it a bit cheap how the Professor Hulk thing was just thrown on us and we didn't get a scene of him transforming. No, there was a, there was a scene shot for uh, Infinity War that was deleted where after the snap, like, he loses it. And, like, but, like, Banner stays in the mind. It's, like, less, it just sort of happens. Like, he breaks out of the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, and, like, Nat runs spent... straight over. I know, but this was, it was shot for thingy and then deleted and then they rewrote it for uh, a few weeks because they shot them together, didn't they? Yeah. So I think they shot it and then before they, then they, we went and reshot his intro scene for Endgame. That's what I mean. I didn't like the fact that they just kind of threw that on us. Yeah. Oh, I like Professor Hulk as a character. Yeah. A lot of people really um, don't like the idea of it, but I've always enjoyed Professor I love when the two bond and they sort of Yeah. Like they, they exist. Because, and then like yeah. Hulk break, Hulk sometimes does come back out as Hulk as they like did, the mindset. They did do, particularly in Ragnarok, they did do a great job of really separating Banner and the Hulk as yeah. two diff two completely different entities that just share a body. Whereas I've always like especially when I was growing up, I always saw the Hulk as like it's still Bruce Banner. Yeah, I grew up on Ang Lee's Hulk. Like I watched that a lot as a kid, um, so I never really got a good description mm. of the Hulk up until about two thousand and seventeen. I think, I think, I think I when I was young, I saw the the film that was just called Hulk. Yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Which the, is it? Like, Go soundtrack like... for a superhero movie, by the way. Absolute goat soundtrack. Yeah, does not I've, get the I recognition prob- deserves. Oh. I reckon it's been fifteen years since I've watched that film. That I, it, I've Easily. still got the DVD in my nans. Yeah, is that the one where he's like at some point he's in a desert and he throws a tank? Yeah, and he's like weirdly yeah. plasticky. Yeah, because CGI was good enough where you could do the Hulk. He just didn't look great. Mm. Yeah, and then we got Edward Norton's Hulk. Do, is I it, still rate it, Edward Norton as the Hulk. I still think see, he's I've quite not seen good. it, but. Do you know why he didn't carry on? Uh, it was just uh, creative differences. I think he wanted more money or something. It just it didn't work out, and he just didn't want to do more movies. I don't think. Well, so it was it was one of them where it was I like bet, I don't want to do this. I bet like, he's well, really really. I bet he's really upset about that now. He's lost out on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not on another Hulk, Hulk solo film though. So, you know. But we blame that's pa- what I mean. We blame Paramount for that. Is that who made that film? Yeah, Paramount have still got the rights to him as like an exclusive character, so to use him, he has to show up in, like, indivi- like he can't what, have an individual so they... film. It's like, you know, the way Sony produce, they let Spider-Man be in all the main films. No, like, he can be in all the, like, the Avengers films and stuff, but they produce yeah. the, uh, and they produce him largely financed the individual films, and they take most of the profits. Okay. Yeah. They have that deal with Paramount, and Paramount just don't want to make one. I mean, and they also don't want to sell the character because they do get part of the money from the just uh, team up films. Yeah. So. So how did it work with him being in Ragnarok? Um, well, that's a that's a team up film. He's not in his own film, is he? So they just take a cut, I think, and just let him do his thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd like to see it, another Hulk film, but not anymore. I would. I yeah. Think. I just. Don't, I, I, I'd. Yeah. yeah. I want a Mark Ruffalo Hulk film. Yeah. I. I to be fair. I. I'd quite like them to wait a while and do like, like proper World War Hulk in like ten years. Mm. Isn't there a comic that um, has the Hulk and the Wolverine as the last two beings on Earth? I think so. I think I think they're mm. the last two in Old Man Logan. 
Yeah. I think they're the last two people that survive in that. Um, but we've already like, sort of like, had an old man like, Logan um, yeah. adaptation. Banner is long, Banner's long dead, but the Hulk survives. Yeah, because I think Banner, even in his brain, does age like a normal human. Yeah. Because all the iterations of like really old Hulk, like World War Hulk or Maestro, like Banner's just gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this is relevant because Bruce Banner is a pretty important person to Natasha Romanoff, at mm-hmm. least in that one film. And also, even if it's not relevant, it's our podcast, so fuck you. <laughs> Talk about what we well, want. you know. If you wanted to skip this bit, you can, but please do watch at the end. We do really appreciate everyone's support. Thank you very much for of watching. Course. So, so always appreciate there's it. a question. Oh, no, he's on Sakaar, isn't he? He can't be there. Yeah, he's not there. Mm. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, Jackie, he'll turn yes, up, cause, uh, he can't. He get, he's on Sakaar. Because Ragnarok happens like 10 minutes before Infinity War starts, doesn't it? Well, the ending of it is, yeah. yeah. It's it's a couple of days before Infinity War, sort of, in yeah. grand scheme of things. Yeah. But yeah, he is on Sakaar. Sakaar was also mm. one of the planets that got hit with a uh, reset charge by Lady yes, Loki did. or Enchantress. No one's quite sure yet. Enchantress? Because yeah. um, Sounds like a Disney... Heard... That, that's, that is so Disney, it hurts. On one of the... Um, I think it was the Catalan um, dub... Her name in the credits is Sylvie, which is, I think, um, Enchantress's first name is Sylvie. And she does okay. have, like, the same powers, but they might have just merged the two characters. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Because, like she says, I hate that name, so she might just be Loki, and then she's sort of she, pissed that off. Going so, by Enchantress. Yeah. Yeah. Which is possible. But that's, I mean, we'll find out on Wednesday. She doesn't, really, she doesn't really strike me as a character that would, like, be big on giving herself a name. That's why I said, like, that's why I was saying, well, maybe... She does seem less like... arrogant than the other Lokis. Yeah, that's why I said, after episode two, I said, like, maybe she'll be given a name in the same way that Dr. Octopus was in Spider-Man 2, where someone's just going to say it, and it'll catch on. Dr. Octopus. <laughs> Dr. Strange. I like it, but it's taken. That's got to be referenced in Multiverse of Madness, by the way, and it? What, in 2004? Yeah, it's got to be. There'll be time yeah. travel in it as well, I think. I'm sure they had that roadmap back then. <laughs> yeah. No, not back um, then. They just do it now. <laughs> it's well. also made by Sam Raimi, so he's going to make a joke. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. He could bring that back around. Yeah, They've got J.K. Simmons on the payroll, haven't they, Disney? So. They have brought J.K. Simmons back. Yeah. yeah. But back to Black Widow. Um, huh. Someone else. We went ten minutes ago. Yeah. So we ended up talking about the Hulk for 15 minutes because I talked about Thaddeus Ross. But someone else that is confirmed to be in this film is Ray Winston as Drakov, the leader of the Red Room. Oh, God, yeah, he's in the trailer, isn't he? Ray, I, I can't remember him being in the trailer, but Ray fucking Winston. Yeah, it's the Bet365, man. It's the Bet365, that's <laughs> literally all I know him from. I've seen him in a few other things, but he will always be the Bet365, man. <laughs> Oh, he will always be the bet three six five man. The Stoke, the Stoke, just... the Stoke man. Yeah. Bet three six five dot com. Bet in play. Nah. Campbell responsibly. What a king! What a king! From bet, literally, from it, like, that's why it made me stadium. laugh because. Yeah, yeah, it makes me laugh because he's the bet three six five man. Yeah. I, I'm probably not going to be able to take him seriously. No, neither will I. Especially but if he anyway. ever uses the word gamble. 
We gamble responsibly. Yeah, they yeah. just go like, this is a huge gamble. We gamble responsibly. Turns to the camera. <laughs> uh, Sponsored by Bet365. Yeah. I mean, he's he's playing someone called Drakov, so he's probably not going to be English. Oh, you never know with Marvel films, do you, anymore? They just, they just get rid of people's accents. They did explain one, yeah. though, to be fair to them. Yeah, and that made sense. Yeah. Because she was doing an American sitcom show whatever no i mean because like she loses it in like endgame and like infinity war as well doesn't she yeah but even then when she's talking to when she's talking to agatha outside of the outside of the facade whatever she her oh yeah she's well. doing the accent so when she's not thinking about it and when she's kicking off it's not there mm-hmm. like it's still it, it's not it's it's something she does consciously mm-hmm. which is why it disappears a few times um but i wouldn't be surprised if they something just else that i also read english accent yeah Something else that I've also read is that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be playing Tony Stark. Yeah, I've heard that as well. And it makes sense. And I don't... I mean, it does make sense, but he's also said that he's not, like, he's not coming back to it. He did film it in, like, 20... Like, it was was filmed before uh, before Endgame came out, I think, wasn't it? Or... uh, I I think he probably filmed this, because I, I imagine he'll be in, like, one scene. So I imagine he filmed it probably quite a while ago. Maybe. He's alive at that like, point, so he can show up. And yeah, of course he is, but... I just... So, he so, did but... have the perfect ending. Yeah, And I don't want to I mean. see him. Like, all the people are like, we've got to bring him back, I can't believe he killed him, he deserves so much more. And I'm like, no, no, no. His character got the perfect ending, he got exactly what he deserved, and that was a hero's death. I think the only way that I would ever be okay with him coming back would be as an AI for Ironheart. I don't even want that. I wouldn't mind that. I don't want that because I still still hear Tony Stark. Like, if we get flashbacks to scenes or whatever when he's alive, I'm okay with that because that sort of... That's still... Tony Stark is dead. We're getting no more new Stark. This is stuff that's already happened. So I'm okay with stuff like that. Yeah, but it would be... It would be a Tony Stark limited by an AI. I just don't want them to use Robert Downey Jr. at all, even with those flashbacks, because I'm okay with it. I just don't want them. I'd rather not have them. I'd rather them just be rather them just be talking yeah. about it. I don't want them to do anything that would um like not spit in the face of his of his final act, but It was it was you know the perfect I mean. ending. I don't know I don't want them to do anything that yeah. would undermine that. Yeah, it was the perfect ending. Yeah. The same way because I don't it, want them to bring Steve Rogers back, even though yet yeah, he's probably alive during Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's a good. It, it was a good thing they didn't use him because it does separate. Sam that was something from that him. we were. Yeah. yeah, that was something that we were that we were wrong about. Was that a lot of people thought that the first scene of Falcon and Winter Soldier would be Steve's funeral? Yeah, a lot of people were. I remember thinking that. Which I'm glad it wasn't because it's it's. And it I would have cried some tears. forever. Yeah, save me some tears. Yeah. And I did cry a little bit. Falcon and Winter Soldier actually as well. Yeah, yeah. Got, got a few teary eyes at some point. I didn't want to well, cry anymore. So, yeah, that, that, that's all I've really got. Is there anything that that you no, I have just, that you're anticipating or? I've just I've watched the trailers. I I'd heard that Robert mm. Downey Jr. was going to be in it, and I didn't want to mention it in case you hadn't. And I know you don't. You like going in blind for stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like I was I was just read I was reading the IMDb page, and in the description. Uh, it said that Robert Downey Jr. It said that it said will be playing Tony Stark. 
Yeah, I think he is um, only playing. A, he's only in a small role, I imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised well, that, if I mean, it's like yeah. at the because I think we know he hasn't spoke to Cap or um, hmm. Sam or stuff, but I imagine he will have spoke to Natasha. I if if she did, sign it, I would course, imagine. She? Yeah, I would imagine it would be at the start because at the end of Civil War, she lets Cap go. Yeah, and she does also have a little bit of plausible deniability as to oh, we just didn't make her. Like she does sort of have a defense. Yeah, to a point where I, I don't be... think she's a fugitive. I think she's just she become probably becomes a fugitive at the end yeah. of this film by choosing to go and help Cap, which makes me think there is a chance that um, Chris Evans may be in it, and I hope he's not. I hope he's not. No, I I have it more of like right. I'm I like maybe you just they reference where he is, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go help that guy now, and that's it. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, but there wouldn't be any time for them to interact because at the end of civil war he goes to the the base where the russian winter soldier the other winter soldiers are and then after that they go straight to wakanda uh yeah that's true but then there's also like you know a two-year gap between that and infinity war which yeah, where she does this, join up with them i doubt this i think this is 27 as far as infinity you know. war i've i'm under the impression that it's like straight after civil war I mean, she's got time to obviously meet with Steve, and we don't have to see it on screen as long as it's referenced that she's going to. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that'll probably be as far as it goes. But yeah, I've I've said all I want to say speculation wise. Um, yeah, and I don't have a lot to speculate because about... I don't want to speculate who Taskmaster is. I I don't really care. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, I think he'll be. A f- I think it'll be a fun villain. Yeah, because I, I've read up about Taskmaster a bit, and oh, Taskmaster's I great they, as a character. I think they described his powers as photogenic reflexes yeah he's got like perfect like a photographic memory so like yeah so he can fight against someone for a few seconds and then completely memorize how they fight he's primarily been a spider-man villain in a lot of media recently um because obviously spider-man's got such like a unique fight style like that's one that he really enjoys and he watches that and he's he's really good at fighting spider-man he was in the spider-man game he's been in a few of the uh, animated tv shows um, and he was in the yeah. terrible Avengers game. Really, was it that bad? Have oh, you it was it? awful. I didn't. I didn't even buy it. I played the beta and had so little fun. Oh. <laughs> well, that, th- there's that then. Yeah, there is. But yeah, I think if you ever want us to talk about a game. Tough shit. Nah, we're going to eventually, but not that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if that's all we've got to say, because I haven't got anything more, then I think we're ready to wrap no, this no. shit up I, and call I've, it a pod. I, I kind of just summarised it by saying it, it it's a low-stakes film for a character that deserves a solo film, for, given that, like... She has done for some time. Particularly, yeah, what Scarlett Johansson is... Like, the work she's put in for the MCU, she deserves a solo film. Yeah, absolutely. As well as the character, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, couldn't do, I can't disagree. So. But it's ultimately not going to be very important for the wider story. It's going to be quite an isolated film, I think. I feel like you could miss can. this and ca- and still know what's going on in later films. Yeah, definitely. Even if other like characters it... show up, it'll just be like, oh, this happened. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't released at the time means that it's not going to have... like it, So it, the fact that it didn't come after Civil War and in between Infinity War... Because obviously like... Marvel planned... Like, they, this film will have been planned since like 2015. So Probably, yeah. And they didn't and, like, decide be- to make be- it then. Because they could have put it in there because the two films that we got in between that was Guardians 2 and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, it was. Guardians 2 was 2017, and then we got Homecoming as well that year. Oh, true, yeah, Homecoming as well. 
which again was it's that's that's like the most apart from Incredible Hulk, that's like the most separate feeling MCU film. Even though yeah, Tony, Tony's in it, it does it's have its own stakes, and I love Homecoming as we've said uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. But yeah, I think that wraps it up. That's the end of a pod. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you did get to this point, thank you so much. Your support means the world, and please do listen to the very end, uh, even with the little pause at the end. It just it does mean a lot for our records and our stats. So thank you so much for yeah. getting this far. Um, we will be back either uh, probably Wednesday night or Thursday with mm-hmm. um, our Loki review and our discussion of the next chronologically really Star Wars movie, which is The Empire Strikes Back, which I'm very yes. excited to talk about, which I've, I mean, we've got a lot of good things to say about it. That's not a spoiler. Do. Um, it's probably just going to be us gushing for an hour. Oh, I've got so much to say. Yeah. So much, so many good things, and so very, very few bad things. Yeah, any. you're gonna get three. You're gonna get three weeks of us gushing over the films that we like, and then Anger. six weeks of us yeah. not being too happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, two of those weeks are gonna be okay, but they're not gonna be great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We will be back Wednesday or Thursday with those uh, talking points. Thank you very much for watching, and ta-ra. Bye.